It's Thursday at 10 a.m. and you're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM, talking all things sports with a special focus on our Auburn Tigers here on the Plains. If you want to be a part of today's action, feel free to tweet at us at Daniel J. Locke or the Griggs B. Let's get into the action. Good morning and welcome into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM, coming to you live from the Harold Mountain Student Center on the campus of Auburn University. I am Daniel Locke. Joined alongside me as always, Griggs Blankenberg. Griggs, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Mr. Locke. After last night and the Cubs' extra inning win over the Atlanta Braves 6-3, I am doing quite well. Yeah, I was watching and I was thinking, like, mm, that's not a good look for the Braves, but Ronald Acuna is going to be in right field tonight. It's not great. Not nope, excited not about that. All. Why you got to come back tonight? I mean, <laughs> why not tomorrow? I mean, he's not really improved that much. He didn't hit a home run in all of AAA, so he might need to stay back down until he – I'm just messing around, but – Good that he's back. I don't like that tonight. It's good for baseball. He's back. Maybe they can catch the Marlins. Hey, that's something we probably weren't going to say during our MLB preview. Braves catching nope. the Marlins for second in the division behind the Mets, still without Matt Scher- uh, excuse me, Jacob deGrom. So. Yeah, I thought the Braves would be in control all year, but turns out that is not, not the case. Nope. Pitching has been a little bit of an issue for them, but uh, we move on. But let us move on to our first topic of today's pen ultimate show for this semester we'll have one more show before we wrap it up for the summer let's talk some basketball right now best times of year nba playoffs as well as nhl let's just do it nba here we go let's start off first mr Locke, your celtics take down the nets with the sweep a whomping some might call it a whomping over the brooklyn nets defeating them both games in brooklyn to wrap it up your thoughts so just kind of going back to Easter Sunday, game one, when the Celtics took that one, they blew. They had like a 15 or so point lead with three-ish minutes left in the third quarter. The Nets came all the way back, even took a, a three-point lead at one point. The Celtics never wavered. They kept their head on their shoulders, and they found a way to win that game. Once they won that game, I was like, okay, th- this is going to be a five-game series. After, I, after that game, I thought the Nets were at least going to take one just because it was so close, right. and Tatum... Won that off the skin of his teeth. Exactly. I, I knew the Celtics were good enough to get it done convincingly. However, I just I didn't think that – I thought that one of the two games in the Barclays Center, the Nets would be able to get, and then the well, Celtics the, would wrap it up. The Nets don't really have any fans. So. That's true. I, I remember seeing a tweet on Saturday um, ahead of the game where they were talking about the ticket prices in the Barclays Center. It was the most expensive ticket on Ticketmaster for a Nets game ever. So they were saying either the Nets found fans finally. Or Boston was traveling. Yep. And sure enough, it was the latter. And I wish I could have been a part of that. That would have been fun. Obviously not very feasible as we live many, many hours away. From Brooklyn. Right. Uh, But, yeah. Going to be an interesting series next matching up with the Bucks. They beat the stuffing out of the Bulls last night. Bulls shot, I think, the most threes they had all season. That doesn't mean they made the most they hit all season. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. The Celtics will have the first two games at home, followed by the Bucks, then one game in Boston, one in Minnesota, and if a game seven is needed, they'll be back in the Garden. You know, before we get into that, after the Bulls won game two, I thought that this series would be a little closer than it was. Even though it was a five-game series, it still feels like a sweep. Yeah. Because in games the gen- the three, four, and, sweep. right in games three, four, and five, it was not even close. Yeah, no, they had no chance. Just complete 
destruction, especially with they didn't have Caruso the other night, last night, and they didn't have, um, I believe, I forgot who it was, but it doesn't matter. They uh, Bucks were still without Chris Middleton Levine? for a different part. Yeah, Levine, and he got COVID for like the third time this year. Some someone said like that, something like that. But I only know one other person who's gotten COVID that many times. Fate marks. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's just do this one real quick. Uh, Hawks losing in the gentleman sweep as well. Five, uh, four to one in the series over the Heat. Heat winning five. Trey Young. I don't think he, he he looked as bad as he could have. Yeah, I don't think he deserved. I think he has to earn back the Ice Trey nickname. It. Yeah, that was not. Someone said he had more uh, turnovers than made shots in one game. I can't remember if that was correct, but. Um. Yeah, it's really interesting now too. You're coming up on it. Um, hold on, looking this up. Yes. Um, wait, is it this year? Yes, it is. Mr. Trey Young is a restricted free agent for the 2022 season. Oh, really? So, wow. He is now a free agent. He is at the end of his rookie deal. And the club, they exercised the club option twice, 2020 and 2021. So, now they're probably going to have to open up the checkbook, but how much do you think that series works into his next contract with them. It definitely takes something away from it, especially last night in the win or go home game. Trey Young didn't have nearly as big of an impact as DeAndre Hunter did. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter played as good as we've seen him in a 35 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, which is crazy. Didn't they yeah. get him from the Knicks? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. He played as he was trying to keep the um the Knicks in it. Or sorry, not the Knicks. The Hawks in it, but it just wasn't enough just cuz they're so reliant on Trey Young to be successful to have a chance. Yeah, and that's that's really the problem in the NBA with kind of having a one man show type thing. Like it always it, it can work in regular season really well. I give you those 2017-2018 Cavaliers. Mm. But once you get into the playoffs, man, you just need more than that one guy. Mm-hmm. And cuz if that one guy's cold, like for example, Ice Trey really was iced, not in a good mm-hmm. way. You know, you, you have no one to go to, and you have to turn someone like DeAndre Hunter, who, granted, in that role did great, but it's just, it, it isn't sustainable. And I feel like the Hawks did good to win a game in the series. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Young would also be their largest cap hit if he were to re sign. Uh, wait, did he? I think he signed. I don't know what his contract is. I'm going to look it I up. know. I'm looking at his contract, and I just can't understand. I think it says, I don't know if this is an update or not. It says he's a restricted free agent. After this year. So, yeah, it's right. It's right. It's four years, $26 million. That was his rookie deal. So, yeah. So, he's a restricted, restricted free agent. I think he's one of the more – I don't. people have not – it's kind of weird. People haven't talked much NBA offseason yet, even though it usually no. starts around this time. I guess because, like, these playoffs are a lot more exciting than they've been in past years. It's kind of funny because there's, like, been already two sweeps and two gentlemen sweeps already. Yeah, it's been awesome. I'm really enjoying it and. I guess it just helps that my team actually has a legitimate chance of winning this year, but I'm more into the NBA than I can ever remember being. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a great time. Um, tonight, the Philadelphia 76ers head up, to, or they're already in Toronto. But can you imagine if they blow this? That would oh, that'd be hilarious. My gosh. Oh, it could not be to a better town, too. I do not like Philly sports. I don't either. They are awful it is so funny just to see that 
I'll mean, I'll give it to them and be thumb. They he really wanted to play through it, and now it's kind of seeing like it's not. Dude, if they blow this great. series, there's no way that they're gonna give him MVP. They're, the MVP's already decided. It's based off of regular season stuff. Oh, okay. there's no stuff about the postseason. I don't know why people keep thinking that. It just put moves into like the postseason. Like, yeah, because he already gave him like. For example, Marcus Smart wins Defensive Player mm-hmm. of the Year. Oh, wait, yeah. He won yeah. the yeah, Defensive Player of the Year. That was like in, like, what, Game 3? Game oh, 2? Yeah. So that means that they're not doing it again. They'll announce MVP last, of course, but that's not going to be – they've already decided that a while ago. So, But, yeah, I think if Toronto wins this one, it's going to be a very, very tense Game 7 back in Philly. Yeah, very chippy. Um, you're definitely going to have fan issues because when do you not have fan issues in Philly? Put, put a Game 7 on top of that. Mm. They won't be able to handle it. Want to move over to the West? Yeah, let's do it. The Suns looking to close it out tonight over the Pelicans with Devin Booker right now currently believed to be back. Let me just check that real quickly. They have... Uh, uh, I saw something saying that he may come back. The latest thing I'm seeing is he's questionable. Right now the line is minus two in favor of the Suns. Over-under is 214. That's going to be 630 tonight on TNT at at the Blender, some people call it the Smoothie King Center. Which is a pretty nice arena. I love the Blender. But, um, yeah, I just don't. I don't think it's sustainable for New Orleans. I feel like, kind of like I said about the Hawks, they were doing good to get one game. They got two. Mm. So, great effort. You can definitely build on that. Trade Zion this offseason, get some players who actually want to play. Then how is that going to look appealing to other teams? I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, just point all the blame on him. Deservedly so. He's played like 20 games in his NBA Yeah, and you're telling me he can have a dunk contest before the game and he's hurt? No, I don't buy it. I think he's just I think it's more of a team thing now. Yeah. Than him not wanting to play. I, I think the Pelicans aren't wanting to play him. I think he could play now. Just Oh, most definitely. If you can do a 360 lob dunk, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can come in and shoot a little bit. Fair. Speaking of the West, let's talk about what my vote would be the most exciting series of the playoffs so far, and that would be Memphis versus the Minnesota Timberwolves game. Uh, six is tomorrow night. That will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as the Grizzlies take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. That'll be at 8 p.m. Central on ESPN. Right now, Memphis is a one-point favorite, according to Vegas, and the over-under is a 29, 229. That'll be at the Target Center. Yeah, I um, I think Memphis gets it done tonight. I don't think this series makes it back down south. It's been exciting, like you said. Jaws poster the other night. Which is good because he had been struggling in the first yeah. part of this series. I feel like that's really going to kind of be an icebreaker for him. But also, the Timberwolves are three and zero in protester games this year. Will it happen again for a fourth time? Honestly, maybe so. Um, that'd be crazy. I imagine security is going to be a lot stricter. I mean, they were they tackled that girl within two seconds the last time. The- I know, but I have a feeling that every police officer who's not patrolling the streets of Minneapolis tonight is going to be there. They're going everywhere you can possibly get onto the court. It's going to be clogged by people or a big burly cop. So I just I don't even think you're going to be able to get on the floor. It'd be very funny if that happens. Oh, you know, you're absolutely right. It'd be hilarious. But I just don't see it. I don't see them letting that happen again with today's like movements of player safety and stuff. Um, yeah. 
going to be interesting. But, yeah, this is going to be the make-or-break game. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has been so on and off recently. It's hard to – let me just look up his past couple games. Um, um, His last uh last game he had 28 points in the loss, 33 in the win in game four. Um, and then game three, he had eight points. Game two, he had 15 points. So, really on and off postseason yeah, so far for him. His last 10 uh, games, or his during the postseason, he's averaging about 22 points on 36 minutes. So, last night, the Golden State Warriors finished all things. Another gen- gentleman sweep against the Denver Nuggets. Steph Curry with 30 points. I'm telling you, man, when that team has everyone healthy, it's it, it's very hard to beat them with Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Yeah, I, I got to say this. After the way, and I know they haven't had D-Book. I know that. But after the way the Warriors manhandled a, a good Nuggets team and how the, um, the Suns are going to Game 6 with the Pelicans, I, I honestly think that the Warriors are my new favorite out of the West. Gonna be interesting. Uh, who they play next? They play Minnesota. They play the Grizzlies. Yeah, they play the Grizz. The winner of the Grizzlies series. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be interesting. Man, that series will bleed in the summer. If I get a paycheck in by then, I might want. I might see if I go on one of those games in Memphis. Probably not. I always say I'm gonna do stuff like that. And never do. With, but as long as I've known you, you've done that majority. I feel like you've done that a majority of the time. Just let's just. I'm gonna go to this event. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's easy to do when you've the money for it. But when you don't, a little harder. Wasting all those monies on those Braves games, Daniel. I've gone I'm to one. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. But, yeah, that's going to wrap it up on our NBA discussion for now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NFL draft tonight because NFL is king. When we come back, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the Eagles Nest, everybody. You're hanging out with Daniel and Griggs here on a beautiful Thursday morning here on the Plains for our penultimate the Eagles Nest show of the semester. It's been a great first semester, second semester for Daniel for doing the show, but first doing it together. But let's just go. Oh, Daniel, second definitely say. better than the first because your prob- addition. Probably. Yeah, Having I know. to run so an I'm hour too, show alone is I'm brutal. Too, I'm too great. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm too great. Oh, yes. But let's just go ahead and kick it off to N- the NFL draft because, again, as I've said, NFL is king. We have the NFL draft tonight hosted in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's going to start at 7 p.m. Central Time on the networks of ESPN and NF- the NFL Network. But let's just go ahead and kick it off first. Our first question on our topic sheet, Mr. Locke, who do you believe will be the first to hear their name from the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, out of the mouth of Commissioner Goodell tonight? With the first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchison, hmm. defensive end, University of Michigan. Whose mock draft are you reading? Are you reading? Um, uh, I've got Mel. Mel- <laughs> I've got Mel's pulled up. I'm looking at Todd's. I like but Todd. Mel said he's got um, Travion Walker going first. I've got Aiden Hutchinson going first. But other than that, I agree with Todd's him. got Travion Walker going first. I think I think it's been so split. I think it's recently just gone up to Travion Walker. I don't really know what's been pointing to him. They're saying he's uh, – McShay is saying he's more, more versatile, explosive, and powerful. Um, but – I don't know. I think Travion Walker's got a really big upside. I mean, Hutchinson would be very good. I think Hutchinson would like 
being in Detroit since he's a Michigan man from played yeah. in Ann Arbor. Um, I'm gonna say Travion Walker just because everything's been. Every, usually they can t- kind of tell who's gonna be the first overall pick in the NFL draft. I think. Usually that's yeah. the more surefire one. Everyone like f- figures out like a week in advance, and then just it's kind of common knowledge. Like, yeah, the past prepared. two years it was going to be Trevor Lawrence, it was going to be Joe Burrow, but that's why this year's interesting. It really is unpredictable. It could be either of those guys. It's not really men talked about draft a lot, just because the quarterbacks. It's just always about the quarterbacks, and especially with these top three, four, five, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully six picks do not take a quarterback. But no, you don't want the Panthers to take Kenny Pickett. I do, I do not. I do not so badly. Mel, I was listening to Tom McShay today. He was giving me hope. I don't know what Mel Kiper said. Who's he have us taking? Uh, Evan Neal. Good. That's who uh, Tom McShay has us taking too. Uh, I was listening to part of my take this morning, the yesterday's episode with Todd McShay. He's saying that a lot. Like he's been hearing a lot about the Panthers and everything he's been hearing has been pointing to they're not going to take a quarterback with the first overall pick. I think it's Matt Rule wanted one, but it's kind of leadership and ownership. Thank goodness, kind of being like. We don't want you to have this opportunity to not take – if you take a quarterback, you can use that as an excuse to be like, well, maybe I should stick around another year. I can kind of develop them. Kind of what they did um, when – I think – was the um, uh, Brian Flores did with Tua, Tunga Vailoa, which mm-hmm. ended up working out well, but then he got fired. So, Yeah, that, that's, that firing still just is a head-scratcher because mm-hmm. the way that they won nine straight games after starting one and seven. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm not trying to get into that yet until the fa- all everything comes out about it. But let's just mo- keep moving on, Mr. Locke. Another our next topic on our topic sheet we do every week. The first, who will be the first first quarterback drafted, and who will be the team that drafts him? That's a good question. Um, first, I don't think a quarterback will be taken in the top fifteen. Very crazy to say that, but I think this isn't necessarily what I want. But this is what I think is going to happen. I think the Saints are going to take Kenny Pickett with their 19th um, overall pick. Hmm. Off of that topic, if they do take a quarterback or Kenny Pickett at that pick, who do you see them removing from their quarterback room? Oh, you can't really get rid of Taysom because that's already kind of oh, – yeah, no. that'd be too – they already don't have the cap room as it is. Goodbye, Mr. Book. Yeah. but not well, And, and Simeon's gone too. Not a, sad for the Notre Dame part of you, but it, it, he had a shot, he, and he didn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, he did not. Um, I'm basically basing all, all my stuff off what I've heard from Tom McShay so far. So I'm gonna go with the Steelers, and I think they're gonna take Malik Willis with the 20th overall pick. If Mr. Tar is listening right now, I don't know what he thinks of that. I think he'd be okay with that, but because I don't think he's really too high on Mason Rudolph currently as the quarterback. But no. That's the team that really needs to draft quarterback. I think Malik Willis has the highest eventual upside of any quarterback in this draft. I think Kenny Pickett's the most ready-to-go-right-now quarterback. Mm -hmm. But I think quarterbacks off the board are going to go Malik, Kenny, Mac. No, uh, no, no. Who am I saying? Uh, Mac Corral. I think Sam Howell's going to be drafted over. And then I think Sam Howell's going to be drafted over. Gar- uh, no, not Gardner. Uh, Desmond Ritter. I just can't see Desmond Ritter as, a, as an NFL quarterback. I know that might see me in hater, and everyone's like, oh, everyone's always downplaying on Cincinnati. But the fact is, I just don't think – I mean, they, granted, they did beat um, 
Oh, here that would make me thrilled. Thank you, Griggs. Oh, I'm listening. Okay, so glad that Harrison's listening in this morning. But going back to what I think about Desmond Ritter, I just don't see him see it working out in the NFL for him. Yeah, I just can't see it. I maybe he's like a career long backup. I just did not really see enough with him at Cincinnati. I, you know, granted, he had really good players for a, a group of six school, and they did play at Notre Dame well. But the fact is, they just some of those late season games they weren't blowing teams out. When you no. think, you think they would like, I don't think they covered against like ECU. They didn't cover against a few teams at the end. I think then they barely scraped by Houston in the AAC championship. Yeah, and the way I kind of look at it is granted we lost to Houston, so right that was a, a fever dream. Uh, the way I kind of see it is people might say that it's unfair to kind of judge against Alabama. But if an Alabama defense is going to shut you down, what can you tell me that you can do against an NFL one? I granted them and Georgia are probably the two teams I could say are most most uh, well look alike for the NFL because most of those guys and those teams are going to be in the NFL. So, but yeah, I, well, also just the fact that Alabama's Alabama, but still, right. I think I just can't see him being a successful. Starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, if that comes back to bite, uh, to hurt me, just good for it. Just yeah, just good for him. I just don't really see it happening at all. But uh, you you wrote this one down, Mister Log. Do you see any draft day trade predictions happening? Um, I haven't really heard any murmurings, which is weird, mm. kind of given the year. Let me let me flip that question around. Then, do you think Baker Mayfield and Debo Samuel are still on the Browns and the? 49ers by the end of tonight by the end of tonight or the end of this weekend respectfully Baker Mayfield no hmm do you think he leaves tonight or to tonight. I, I, I doubt it you think he's they're gonna get a first round for him I think he can definitely get a second I'm glad they split up the NFL now just the first round since tonight I'm glad that because it would go way too late yeah you know I take that back I don't think it'll be tonight but I definitely think Baker Mayfield will find a new home tomorrow um, you've you've got Deshaun Watson. You're bringing in to be your QB one. Mm-hmm. So you've got another. Like you can't tell me that. The thing about Baker is he's not bad. He's, I agree. I think he's good. It's just that shoulder injury. Yeah. Like all year bugged him, and that's this was one of his probably his worst year in the NFL. I, I mean, mean got, if he wants to come down to New Orleans, sit behind Jameis for a year, and the Saint the Saints already have too many quarterbacks. Yeah, quarterback rooms, <laughs> but. I, he definitely. Will. I mean, think about it. definitely teams in the NFC South. He's definitely better than Sam Darnold. I, even though we don't have a second round to give, we're not going to be drafting for like until like mid third round. Marcus Mariota. I honestly take Baker Mayfield with a healthy shoulder over Marcus oh, yeah. Mariota. Um, if I'm Falcons, I'm making some phone calls. Falcons I mean, I hope they don't because I want them Falcons to suck. I mean, but. here, what do you think about this backup quarterback for the Bucks? Another maybe a year or two, but I don't. It's the thing about Brady now is I don't know how long he's going to stay. In yeah, because every year we say, like, oh, we can't, this has to be it, this has to it be it. It never is. No, but, I mean, I, I really feel like we're getting to that point. Uh, I'm trying to think, maybe even Detroit, maybe? maybe yeah. He took, the, he took the Browns to the playoffs. If you could take the Browns to the playoffs, you can, the next best one is Detroit or the Jets. Especially if um, Detroit, and, Detroit ends up getting Aiden Hutchison, kind of rebuilding that D-line. Maybe even Seattle, too. Right now they're starting quarterbacks, Drew Locke. Ooh. Even though Drew Locke is electric, I love him. But Yeah, I could see that happening. There's a lot of potential landing sites Ooh. for Baker Mayfield. For sure. Final one about Baker Mayfield. Would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo as your starting quarterback or Baker Mayfield? Mm. Healthy Baker Mayfield, sorry. So, 
Obviously, Jimmy G has taken teams deep into the playoffs. You took them to the Super Bowl. That's correct. And an NFC Championship game. Won the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Been to the NFC Championship twice. He's won it once, and then he went to the Super Bowl and lost to um, Mahomes. Honestly, right now, I think I'd have to take Jimmy G. Hmm. Okay. And obviously, in a year or two, um, I could have a different opinion. But for now, Jimmy G. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. It just... If you want to throw that name to Debo, say, hey, would this guy make you want to stay more? Maybe. It's just the fact. It's not about the money for him because they would th- give him whatever he'd want. He's yeah. probably the one of the best receivers in the, the league. You could, well, he's also can do everything else. You see him taking Receivers, out of the bat, running backfield, back, everything. Quarterback, well, he punter could, maybe. He could maybe even block if they need him to. <laughs> but I, I think he's out the door in since, uh, San Francisco now. I think it's just a thing. He just doesn't like something. It's not, not really sure what that is yet. It's just – when it gets to the point where no amount of money can make you want to stay, you know that something's wrong because usually money can Freddie Freeman. fix a lot of stuff. Well, Freddie, Freddie didn't really have much to do there. He they trade for Matt Olson. They're like, okay, if you just trade for a All Star first baseman, you're not going to keep your other one. So, yeah. but yeah, we'll see what happens there. But the Saints tonight, what pick did they have? They have sixteen and nineteen. Number sixteen and nineteen. So, what do you? Th- who would you want with sixteen, and who would you want with nineteen? Um, if we could get him, I would love Chris Olave, hmm. um, receiver out of Ohio State. I think he'll be off the board before we pick. So I'll take Trevor Pitting, um, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Uh, I, he can definitely replace Teron Ar- or replace Teron Armstead. I feel hmm. like he could be okay. in time a good tackle. Um, and then at nineteen, I don't know. I guess Kenny Pickett. Um, the quarterback room is kind of crowded. Jameis, I mean, yeah, Jameis isn't that old. So Jameis could, if he comes back healthy, which, I mean, his offseason training videos. He looked, looked really good before he got hurt, too. Yeah, he did. Um, he was looking really, really good, like you said. Uh, especially if, you know, if Michael Thomas can come back. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and be at least like 80, 75 to 80% of what he was in 2019. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be back, so I don't know. I feel Who like knows? I feel like Jameis could potentially be a decent quarterback for years to come. In that case, I would really love to see like I don't know a receiver, um, good on the D line, I think, or a linebacker. Hmm. Maybe if we could get him, Devin Lloyd, an inside linebacker from Utah. He's projected to go 17 to the Chargers. 16, they got you getting uh, – McShay's got you drafting Chris Olave from Ohio State receiver. Well, if he's on the board, definitely. Yeah. And for the Panthers, I would love us to take an offensive tackle. The last time I feel like we took an offensive tackle in the first round was, like, when we lost the Super Bowl. So we had pick 31, and we drafted – I forgot what his name was out of Louisiana Tech, and he did not do anything. Anything. We've not had a good left tackle since Jordan Gross left, which was years ago. For all the Panthers, Auburn, Cam fans we have, people remember that Cam Newton, I believe, only had the same starting offensive line from one year to the next. I believe only one of his years in Carolina. That's hard. It is very hard, especially with him being pressured a lot and running and stuff. But if he is available, I would love us to take – right now McShay's got him going five at the Giants, but if he's available, I would love us to take – Mr. Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a team that rarely runs the ball. They know how to pass protect pretty well. 
judging because we couldn't get to him at all in the second half. In the words of Jack Plan, should have rushed four. <laughs> oh man, I would. I, I want us to take him if he's not available. I would Evan O'Neill off the tackle Alabama. I would love that. He'd be a really good for the pass protection and angles. Good angles for McCaffrey when he's healthy in the run game. And before we go to break, one thing: Ikem Aguanu. Yes, I. The few games I watched of NC State play this year, which were the game against Wake Forest and the game against Chapel Hill. I was not overly impressed by him. I Wake rushed the quarterback a decent amount, and yeah. Wake got a. Let me look at this up real quick before we get a break. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, Wake did beat them, but I just did wasn't impressed by. Him. I was nothing was standing out to me. I didn't hear. I didn't, I watched like that whole game. I didn't really hear much on the broadcast being talked about him at all. And he was a top. He's a. It's kind of like the same thing with Mitch Trubisky. I did not hear. I did not hear about Mitch Trubisky at all. In college, in college, yeah, no, I did not see him coming. I be- he was like a one or two year starter, and you were in North Carolina. Yes, I did not hear any. He, Mitch Trubisky, yeah, but also same thing. Daniel Jones, I didn't hear about him at all. I didn't either. Like, and he went to high school ten minutes from me. Really? Yes, he went to Charlotte Latin, which was ten minutes from me. I had huh. not heard of him at all, which was crazy. But I can't find the stats, so I'm just gonna. I just, unless someone proves me wrong, I just didn't really wasn't impressed by him because. Waking up getting to him a lot. But, yeah, that is going to do it for our NFL draft talk when we come back. We're talking NHL, MOB. If Daniel will let me, maybe a little bit of Formula uh, and random segment of the week with Mr. Locke coming up with our question. We'll see what we can do with the little time we're going to have. You're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me is Griggs Blankenberg. We also are going to have Harrison Tarr here in a second. He had to take a work call, maybe the job offer of a lifetime for him. We'll find out in a second, I'm sure. So, you want to just get right into the hockey? Let's get right into the hockey. As Chance the Rapper says one more time, let's do that hockey. Let's k- kick it off with the Eastern Conference. We have, we're starting in the Atlantic. They have clinched the best record in the conference. It is the Florida Panthers. With they lost 4-2 to two the other night. Still clinched the best record in the conference. They are 120 points. They have wrapped up the Atlantic, followed by the Leafs in second with 113, Lightning 108, and the Big Bad Bruins, as Daniel likes to call them, at 105. They will be the, I believe, are they guaranteed the one seed in the wild card? Um, not guaranteed. Wait, they, no, no, guaranteed. Yeah, they can't get past it with what are they, one game left. Yeah, yeah, they can't get past if the, Washington the wins both games in regulation, they won't. Yeah, yeah, keeping it moving with that. The point disparity in the Atlantic is really funny to see. Also, the fact that it goes like 120, 113, 108, 105, then you got the Sabres at 73. Yeah, it's that's the biggest disparity I see on the list. That's why I knew the Bruins would be a playoff team all year. Because they didn't have to be outstanding. They just had to get the job done. Moving on to the Metropolitan Division, the unfortunately the Carolina Hurricanes have clinched the best record in the Metropolitan Division with 114 points, followed by the Rangers at 108, the Pittsburgh Penguins at 101, and the Washington Capitals rounding up the wild card. Or could they pass Pittsburgh? Um, I think they can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, if Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one game left. Washington the, is two. What's the tiebreaker in the NHL if points are tied? Uh, head to head. Head to head. I don't. We don't know. I don't know that. But no. But let's assume they could pass them off points. If Pittsburgh loses their last game, 
and Washington loses it, loses it in regulation. Yeah, loses it in regulation, and if Washington, Washington wins. wins, yeah, yeah, they'd, they'd be him. they'd pass. Them. But yeah, that is it for that. Moving on to the West, we have the in the Central we have the Colorado Avalanche who have clinched the best record in the West at 118. They are red hot right now, going into the postseason. Uh, followed by the Wild and the Blues, still both tied at 109. Yeah, um, my dad and I are going to be in St. Louis for Memorial Day weekend. I'm really hoping the Blues have a home playoff game. Here comes Harrison Tarr now. Unfortunately, I do not be. I will not be hoping that same thing for you, even though I do not like the Blues. If the Blues and the Hurricanes lose first round, it is a good day in the Blankenberg household, even though I'm the only one that cares about hockey. And then following them up is the Dallas Stars. They officially clinched last night after. Oh, the- that game is sick. Uh, yeah, Harrison's come back. The, the Stars beat, uh, lost, even though they lost in overtime to the Coyotes. The Vegas Golden Knights are out after losing in a shootout to the Chicago Blackhawks. But that was really fun to watch. Even though I was watching the Braves Cubs game last night, I don't know if you watched that one, Harrison, at all. I actually did not last night. I watched, uh, I watched the tail end of Braves Cubs, and then I watched Angels uh, Guardians. I don't know why that happened, but that's how that shook out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then following them up are the Nashville Predators, the Stars, and then finally the Pacific, the most competitive division in hockey this year. We have clinching the best seed in the division. We have the Calgary Flames at 110, followed by the ever so popular Edmonton Oilers, then the Los Angeles Kings, and for the first time in franchise history, the Vegas Golden Knights will not be joining in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Love to see it. Love to see it. Even though I didn't realize Knights were hated as much until right until recently. I think it's just cuz like the cult like TikTok following they got. I don't really keep up with I'll explain Knights you later what that means. Following on TikTok, but TikTok, but you never know. So, yeah, that is going to do it. Let's just go quickly do a quick stat thing so we can get to our other part of the segment. Quick stats, uh, Connor McDavid looks like he has all but wrapped up the points totals unless Huberdeau can outrun him on that one. We ha- McDavid leads the points, 122 points, followed by Huberdeau at 115. Huberdeau would have to have two insane games, and given the fact that he's probably not going to be playing much, if any, to rest yeah. up for the playoffs, I highly uh, – yeah. Yeah, that's going to do it for the points, goals – the American, Austin Matthews, love to see a red, white, and blue shining, especially in a foreign nation as is Canada. He has 60 goals this year, followed closely by Leon Dreisaitl, 55. Chris Kreider at 52. Then Alexander Ovechkin with 50 still. I don't think he scored in the last week since we talked, because I remember talking about that. No, yeah. And then Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets with 46. Gotta love it for Kyle. Mm-hmm. Nice young man. And you want to say the New York goalkeeper? He's leading both, so. Yes. <laughs> Igor Shesterkin. Yes, very good. Hope. Let's see if the Rangers can do in the postseason. Try to Hopefully get that. Hopefully not a whole lot. <laughs> let's see if they're trying to get that first cup since, what, 85, 95? Um, Whatever the OJ trial was, because I remember that was like on the ESPN 30 for 30. I know they've only had one since the bombs dropped in Japan. <laughs> that's, what, that's one way to remember sports titles. Just like the Yankees only well, had like, what, four? Well, I feel like in American history, there's kind of two chapters. There's everything that happened before the bombs dropped and everything that happened after the bombs dropped. So Michigan dropped. doesn't have any national championships then? Um, By my logic, I guess not. <laughs> but, yeah, Harrison, your thoughts on hockey? Um, go Pens, and that's about as uh, as deep as I can go. Um, I enjoy it. My my roommate's definitely a huge – he's a huge Devils fan. 
mm-hmm. but a huge I, fan. I feel bad for him. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't have fun. Um, but, he does not. He does not. But uh, he's a huge fan of the game, so we always have it on in the living room. And it's it's really interesting to watch. And I've, I've rec- started to recognize a handful of names outside of um, those who wear the black and gold Pittsburgh jerseys. Um, but I'm not knowledgeable enough to know anything other than um, the Rangers have been kind of a wagon this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hurricanes were kind of better than a lot of people thought they were going to be. Ooh. Yeah, I know you're not. That one doesn't make you happy, which always throws me off because I forget you're like Charlotte until you don't want to be Charlotte. Not Charlotte, North Carolina until you don't want to be North Carolina anymore. The thing is, also, I <laughs> it, it happens the same thing happens every year. They clinch the division, and all I see on people's Instagram stories who know nothing about hockey is hey, hey, Canes, hey, hey, Canes, hey, Canes, hey, Canes, hey, Canes, hey, Canes. That's rude. Also, last uh, Stanley Cup for the New York Rangers was in 1994. Uh, that's uh, what it was. Yeah, I remember. Curious. But but yeah, it's an it's a cool sport, and playoff hockey is probably my second favorite professional playoffs it is period it is awesome it is yeah. only surpassed by playoff baseball how can you not be romantic about it mm, march Man. madness i'm glad it's almost time for the professionally oh, formula one talk formula one george russell in fourth p4 even though that even though the you i don't even follow this but afterwards lewis hamilton got p13 um uh, head of Mercedes race director Toto Wolf goes, Lewis, I'm sorry. That car is just not performing that well. We'll figure out what is wrong with it. While his other driver uh, is the only driver this year to score top five to above P5 in every single race he's taken race this year. And you're, you're telling me that car is not drivable. Right. And George Russell's right now currently P4 in the driver's standings. Well, all I know is Kevin Magnuson and that awful Haas team are barely hanging on the top 10th, followed closely by Daniel Ricciardo from McLaren, the second-best driver in the sport. I don't think you realize how good that this is for Haas. Haas last went two years without scoring a point. Yeah, they, they, this crap. is a jo- – no, dude, this is so much better for them, like a step in like the competitive direction for Haas. This, is, this year has been – uh, I don't want to say roaring <laughs> success, but like for for Haas, this has been successful. Oh my goodness, I can't say it on the air, but the head Gunter Steiner, what he said <laughs> after scoring after Magnussen scored P five in um the first race of the season, he, what he said. But yeah, all right, Daniel's standing up. He looks like he wants to yell or something. Go for it. I hate losers. Yeah, I just don't understand how. I don't know why I you're get their so America's now. team. I'm not even going to get into that with you right now. I get Haas is America's team. They are America's team. But when I think of America, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. But when I think of America, I think being the first nation to land a man on the moon. <laughs> I think being the nation that had the stones to drop bombs to end the a country's, uh, you know, military fighting chances for a long period oh of time. Rome wasn't built in a day, Mister Locke. And Ferraris raced for over like a thousand Grand Prix, Grand Prix. I don't care. Haas is bad, and if you want America's team, they've got to be a good team. Yeah. Well, here's my problem. Uh, and I'm taking this to stock car for thirty for ten tech for ten seconds here. I'm also a Stuart Haas fan. Uh, when I watch NASCAR, uh, so does it, does this make me a hypocrite that I like Stuart Haas in NASCAR? Yeah, but I it, like it, it absolutely does because that is the exact same ownership. The more he wins in NASCAR, <laughs> the more money gets put into the F1. Yeah, so you need that. All to right, happen. You know which what? here's here's the down here's the sad part. I'm switching my NASCAR affiliation to Dale Junior Racing. Okay, you so you're go, gonna, you're gonna win like you're gonna win like you're series. gonna like win one race a year, and everyone's gonna think you're the greatest. No, better is not even at the cup level. It's only in the, okay, in the I know Xfinity it's series. I can't really talk. Hey, it's I only like, come I like up. Junior. 
But yeah, let's we we only talked about George Russell, so let's just get into it. Last weekend, Max Verstappen completed the Grand Grand Prix sweep. He won the pole position during qualifying. He won. He got P one in the sprint race, and he got P one in the actual race, fastest lap, and he led every single lap of the Grand Prix. Is that why you were shotgunning Red Bulls like a gym bro? Uh yes, it was electric. I love it. I do it every time he wins. Now, so very fun to do. You shotgun a Red Bull after Verstappen wins? Oh yeah, that is certainly a choice. Um, I'll show you that video here in a second. But yeah, you need to show me when we go off. It is, yeah, it is very fun. Red Bull is back. They scored their first one-two on the podium with Sergio Perez getting second. Lando Norris P three, it's the first one since um it was Ricardo and Max, Ricardo and Verstappen back in, I believe, 2016. So that was our first 1-2 podium since then. Uh, Lando in third. Always great to see Lando. I love him. He's hilarious. It's very funny to, to watch. But, yeah. But that will... Any final, Daniel, you said what? you're in season two still or season three? Um, Almost done with season two. I think I have two Glad episodes left. Yeah. Oh, you need to finish that. I'm working you're, on it. It's... Yeah, I... It's I could so barely good. put it down. It's so good. I'm actually mid season three. Everyone so. in Europe hates it because they're like, "Oh, it just makes all these American fans," and like that's why the Miami Grand Prix tickets are so expensive. Like, oh, it just makes this sport more popular. Yeah. Makes it makes it worth more money. Why would we want to do that? Hey, yeah. You know what I have to say to that? Back to back World War champs, come fight us. <laughs> I mean, that's not all of you. Okay, never mind. I mean, England won with us too. England won both of those with us. Not really. What did they do before they had our help? Get invaded. Survive. Get bombed. <laughs> Lose a 13-colony lead. Keep Fair. calm and carry <laughs> on. Fair. But let's just, yeah, that's going to do it for our F1 talk of Daniel hating on Haas and talking about Max and everyone hates And the loving night. my country. And everyone hates the night. Well, obviously not enough to like Haas. But when we come back, we have our <laughs> final who you got of the year. Daniel and I will give the picks and we'll say, crown our champion. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And since this is our Penn Ultimate show of the semester, this will be our final Who You Got, our segment we started this semester. It's been very fun. We've got It's gotten the people talking. It's gotten the momentum. We've had people like Harrison and others join us all year for it. But now it is time to crown the champion. Me and Daniel did our picks before each other, so we could not have any collusion. The records going into today were... Daniel 70 and 60, and I was 76 and 54. And after our picks, it is mathematically impossible for Mr. Locke to win. So the champion of this year, this semester is who you got, is myself, Greg. And with that being said, I will be making a charitable donation of $15 to the Ava Claire Divine Foundation. Griggs, would you like to quickly talk about that? Yes. So my best friend's sister, um, my best friend Finn, back home in Charlotte's sister, Ava died back in October of 2020 in a tragic car accident. Um, she was always cared deeply a lot about um, helping uh, victims of sex trafficking and just all these people, just these women, helping them give hope in a world where they didn't really have much to be hopeful about. And hopefully that your donation goes a long way to help that. So, yeah, that is just... Um, with that being said, I'll be upping my donation to $50. Wow. Thank you for that. It means a lot. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And yeah, been yeah, I'm still miss her. I wear our mind of her each day and yeah, love that family and love love Avon, which well, meant I my life. Well, I look forward to uh, making a donation to that great foundation. 
Thank you for that. But let's get into it. Our final who you got of the week, of the years, of the of the semester. Kind of all of the above, actually. All three are statistically correct. Well, technically, <laughs> I didn't start until this semester. So you said of the semester, of the year, and of the week. This is the last Fair. time that the Eagles right. Nest will be on all three of those. That is true. Let us do it right <laughs> now. First off, let's start it off with some hoops. We have the NBA. We're talking Thursday and Friday games. These are all games that are guaranteed to be played. Oh, Jake Gonzalez is here. Let's go. What's up, Jake? What's going on? We're doing some who you got. You ready? Yeah, give me the the rundown real quick. Let's do it. Our first game, we're talking Philly at Toronto. Philly up 3-2. Could be potentially the first team to ever lose a 3-0 series in the NBA. But first, the Raptors got to win one at home. Daniel, who you got? Oh, I hate Philly so much. Um, I'm going to go with Toronto just out of pure spite. Toronto at home. They've got a lot of momentum right now. They're going to carry it on, win this game, and then also win the series as well. Mm. Yeah, I got Philly winning this one, wrapping it up. I'm going to go with Toronto. I think Joel Embiid's injuries a little bit more bothersome to him than people might think. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Well, You also got James Harden having the worst statistically worst statistic career, career um, season of his career. Yeah. So that doesn't help at all. Yeah, very epic. But, yeah. Moving on now, we got the Suns going to the blender tonight, taking on the Pelicans in the Smoothie King Arena. Or is it Smoothie King Center Arena? Center. Center. Yeah, Smoothie King Center. center. Yeah. Devin Booker is questionable. He may be back, but let's see what happens. Daniel, who you got? Uh, I wish I could pick the Pelicans. I really do. I just can't bring myself to do it, so I'm going to go with the Suns. Yeah, Suns are going to carry this one away. They've been really hot past couple of games, and you know you thought they would be worse without Devin Booker, but they're actually pretty much just the same. Mikael Bridges needs to have another good game, and I think he will. Mm. Little plug for you here, Griggs. I'm a CP3 defender. Thank he's, you. He's Thank always, you. Oh, I am too. He's always been hurt. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard that oh, one yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, like, heard, me, I've heard that one a few times. <laughs> give part, me the, the other day, part of yes, my take, they're like, I hope, like, Mikael Bridges and, like, Devin Booker and, like, all these guys just, like, get out and then we can say to Rasil and, like, after the Suns blow this, well, Chris Paul just kind of sold. Yeah, I literally. I, I'm a CP3 defender, <laughs> yes. and uh, I'm taking the Suns. Love it. CP3, my favorite player in the NBA still to this day. I'm going with the Suns, and I still believe in my heart that this will be the year that they that he gets the title. I hope so, honestly. I'd be sick. Yeah, it'd be very cool. Moving on now, let's continue going. We're going to the Mormon State. The Dallas Mavericks will be taking on the Utah Jazz tonight. Um, no, there's no Jazz fans outside of that state. So Mitt Romney. Listen. Outside he's of that still state, in that state. He still represents. <laughs> oh, he still represents that's right. I Utah. But yeah, <laughs> well, Dana, who you got? Oh, I'm going to go with Mitt Romney's team, the uh, Utah Jazz. He never went to a Celtics game when he was the governor of Massachusetts. So if he ever says he's a Celtics fan, he's going to lose even more popularity. When was Mitt Romney the governor of Massachusetts? When he ran against President Obama in 2012. I, I He sure was. This is a whirlwind. That, that's a what? whirlwind to me. Because he sure was, yeah. That's great. What? That's how, how are you going to be the governor of one state and then become a senator in another state? Because people have no loyalty in politics. You move. That's true. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I feel like that's wrong. I feel like that's wrong. I'm sorry. Agreed. Um, but no. Yeah, Dallas Dallas is going to wipe the floor with Utah. Utah is horrible, because especially Donovan Mitchell, he's injured. He's not going to play. Um, so give me Dallas by 15-plus, because, well, Rudy Gobert can't carry a franchise, and we've seen that from decades almost at this point. All right, so I've made a conscious effort to not watch this series because it's awful. It's horrific. It's also like all dependent on like NBA TV too. Someone remind me here. Is Luca back? Yes, he is back. He's oh, very so you're telling me Luca's taking on? Yo, yeah, Mavs, fifteen plus, easy. Who cares, bro? Like I'm going, I'm going with the Mavs. I just don't. 
as Daniel Coe, I don't think see Mitt Romney's team taking him down. <laughs> uh, moving on now to fr- our Friday's lone guaranteed game so far. We have John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves and the protesters up at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota reminder is three and zero this year in the postseason when a protester is interrupted play on the court. Daniel, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Grizzlies. Uh, I feel like they're really hot right now. Jaws found a stride, so yeah, Memphis. I have Memphis as well. Uh, I just can't pick a team that's been blowing twenty point leads consistently in the playoffs, and that just like you know, it's not something you want to see if you're a Minnesota fan. Um, if you can't hold a lead, you can't win a game. So give me Memphis. John Morant's just got massive cojones, so <laughs> give me the give me the the Grizzlies. Which the exact opposite people were saying earlier in or middle of the series. He would did not wasn't really playing that well and then last game he just kicked into another hey, gear. Pressure makes sense. He went sicko mode. He went sicko mode. Even though I don't believe he should have won most improved player of the year. It's hard to improve where he was coming from. But yeah. I'm Pressure go- makes diamonds, baby. He, he's still infinite. He's still better than what he was in the past seasons. Fair. Well, I mean, Seth Curry finished third in the voting the year he like had broke the record for most threes in the season and won MVP. Have we not learned to just throw out the awards and not? Ex- yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't hey, the, on, the only one that matters is the MVP. Yeah, no. fair. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies as well. Moving on now, let's turn it to the National Hockey League. We got Daniel's nice. big bad Boston Bruins taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs this Friday in the last game of the regular season. Daniel, who you got? I like to call the Boston Bruins the Harvey Updikes of the NHL because we absolutely tear down the Leafs every time we play them. That's pretty good, actually. That's, so, that's I'm, I'm, something. I'm okay with that. Um, what is the Bruin again, by the way? Is this it's just a like a, big, it's a bear? bad bear. Okay, yeah, give me the bears over the maple leaves. Scary bear. Yeah, go Bruins. I'll take yeah. them. This is the year, baby. The Leafs are winning a playoff series, and they're going to start by beating the Bruins this Friday night. Give yes. me Austin Matthews and the Leafs. If that happens, I'll double my donation. Off of one I'm game? taking the Leafs. Okay, no, yeah, no, no. taking the Leafs. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> More money to charity. We love it. All right, moving on now. We got the that's that's set in stone. Daniel can't go back on that now. Uh, we have the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Minnesota Wild. Very, two top teams in their divisions each. Daniel in the Central. Daniel, who you got? Um, I would say that'd be going with the Wild because I feel like you know Colorado's kind of going to rest up for the playoffs. But Colorado, they're like the San Antonio Spurs in the way that they don't do that. They always keep playing. So I'm going to go with Colorado. Look, I don't know anything about the NHL. Colorado is better statistically than the Wild. Still doesn't matter to me. I This pick is purely based off mascots, and I can tell you right now an avalanche would wipe the floor with whatever a Wild is. <laughs> so give me the avalanche. Give me the abs because I actually do know that they've been a wagon this year. That's one of the few things I do know from NHL Center Ice. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm going with the Colorado Avalanche. They're just a wagon this year, and they're I. They're one of my top teams to win the Stanley Cup. I'm going to give my prediction next week on the show. But yeah. Wagonism. <laughs> Finally, we got our last game of the NHL. We have the Chicago Blackhawks taking on the Red Hot Buffalo Sabres. That is a joke, of course. <laughs> this Friday night. What Daniel, a game that is. Daniel, who you got? Uh, Blackhawks. I don't know. I just like the Sabres. Sabres are cool. <laughs> Hawks. Hawks. And finally, we're moving on to the MLB on Friday night. The Cubs are taking on the Brewers in Milwaukee. Daniel, who you got? You know, there's something about the Cubs playing the Brewers. I just feel like they have their number. Chicago North. Right. So I'm going to go with the Cubs. Cubs have been surprisingly good this season, but they still don't have any pitching. So give me the Brewers. Brew crew. Kyle Hendricks is just nothing to anyone anymore. 
literally Keegan, nothing. Keegan Thompson, Auburn alum. He's like a middle inning relief pitcher. He pitches like two my innings man, a game. My man has really crew. Move on. No, I've got the Cubs, but still, Keegan Thompson's only given up one run this year in like eight appearances. Oh no, not saying he's not playing well, but he's he's not going to make a massive impact. I'm used to the haters. Moving on, we got the Boston Red Sox taking on the Baltimore Orioles this Friday night. Daniel, I know who you got, but who you got? The losing has to stop at some point, and I feel like this is a time. Yeah, it stopped last night. That's all I got to say. The Red Sox picked up a big win over the Blue Jays. I think it was seven one or something like that. Yep. Massive for the ball club. Now we're going to reel off 10 in a row. We're going to be right back in it. Exactly. Xander's leading the AL in batting average right now with a 397. Oh, Give me the Red Sox gosh. by like five or six. Go Sox. I got the Red Sox, even though it would be really funny if Baltimore keeps Jake, winning. you want to make the trip? No, I'm good. Yeah, the quick, what is it, 14-hour drive to Baltimore? Probably 13, 14, somewhere in that range. That's a rough one. Yeah. Not as far as Toronto. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And finally, our last game before we end this season, we have the Arizona Diamondbacks taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. I picked this one for a reason. It's the old, ma- it's the old master battle. We have uh, Madison Bumgarner taking on Adam Wainwright. Daniel, Ooh, who you got? Um, the people watching at the nursing home. No, um, I'm gonna take St. Louis. I'm also gonna go with St. Louis as well. Arizona's been playing a little bit better than people expected to start the season. But at the same time, the Cardinals are kind of the real deal with Arenado and Goldschmidt, and then that outfield starting to come together with. As Carlson. long as you don't throw at Arenado again, yeah, different club. Yeah, that was that was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. But uh, yeah, Car- Carlson, Bader, and O'Neill are starting to get hot, and they're starting to play the way they should have. Um, St. Louis, I think, is one of the premier teams in baseball this year, and and then they're they're going to show that when they beat the crap out of the Diamondbacks. And also, side note, Madison Bumgarner. Remember, we used to call him Mad Bum, and it was like sick because like that was a cool shortened name. Now he's just an angry bum. Like he's just not that good anymore. Still the best postseason of any pitcher ever. He, he just yeah. doesn't have control anymore, though. Like his stuff he is just not. He eased it all up on 2015. He, yeah, on, 20, on, on odd years. Yeah, on the and the even years. The, even years, sorry. The Giants. The Cubs, even your team. Cubs broke that in 2016. That was kind of funny. But yeah, I have the St. Louis Cardinals, and unfortunately, I have to kind of agree with what Harrison is saying about the Cardinals. Unfortunately, hopefully, I'm jinxing that. But yeah, but that is going to do it. For us on the Eagles Nest this week, we want to thank Jake and Harrison for coming on the Appreciate show. It. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Daniel, as always, for your donation to the Ava Claire Divine Foundation. We appreciate that. It's my so utmost much. pleasure. Daniel, thank I'm going to Venmo that. you $10. If you'll donate that on my behalf, I'd like to, for sure. to help out. Love that. Thank you guys so much for that. We will be back next week for our final show of the semester. Hopefully, we'll be able to find some guests to come in. Harrison, probably, hopefully, will he, he might try to stop in, maybe. I may come make a little cameo. Maybe we'll come see. make a little cameo. We'll see about but yeah, our last show is next week, 10 a.m. For Daniel Locke, I'm Greg Splankenberg. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good day and War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to the Eagle's Nest. We enjoyed bringing you updates on everything going on in the world of sports. If you missed any of today's show, you can catch the podcast version wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke and at the Griggs B. Until next time, this has been the Eagle's Nest. See you next week.